Hey, it's another episode of Girls Talk Sports 2. We had a great weekend of sports of the Super Bowl. We're going to recap it all. And then, of course, we have to spend some time talking about the one, the only, the legend, my GOAT, Kobe Bean. We're back, and we're so excited. As the kids would say, it's lit. No. Nobody else? No. Just you. Not lit. It's, it's only lit for you, Chanel. <laughs> no one else. That's all right, because I got... Two people on the podcast who stay lit today. We are excited to introduce our first guest ever on Girls Talk Sports 2, Jamal and Ed. Say what's up to the people. What's up, people? Yo, yo, yo. They, we thought we could bring some male in to the show. We've been wanting to do this for a little bit, so what a better time than now to talk about the Super Bowl. And then a little bit later, we'll get into a little bit about Kobe. Um, but first things first, we got a lot to get into. Let's we, get into it. We do. So let's jump right on into what in the sports. And Jamal and Ed just jump in at any point. That's how Chanel and I do it. Uh, we just talk over each other. So don't feel any type of way. So. Me more than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so on Sunday, the Kansas City Chiefs played the San Francisco 49ers. Mahomes. Rolling with Mahomes was my prediction. <laughs> Chanel <laughs> predicted the 49ers would win. I don't know why. Um, but the Chiefs beat the 49ers oh 31 to 20. My, my head said the 49ers, heart said the Chiefs. You should have picked your heart. You weren't thinking either. (laughs) (laughs) So, so the 49ers led 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter and Patrick Mahomes showed up and did what he does best. And they went on a 21 and 0 run to the end of the game um, with Damian Williams, just putting a dagger into the 49ers hopes and dreams. So, Guys, did the 49ers blow it or did the Chiefs just take it away? Chiefs took it away. I definitely feel like the Chiefs took it away just because the 49ers just look like a team that was waiting for the other shoe to drop from uh, from Mahomes. Like you could just see it mm. in their eyes. Like they just – they wanted to win, but as Mahomes <laughs> just start, start getting his stuff together on that, uh, that long kind of – floaty pass to Tyreek Hill it was it was a wrap after that man so mm. and then Garoppolo sucks in my opinion yeah so. I mean I feel like in all these games you got a team collapsing and a team that was just better and at the end of the day I just feel like the Chiefs were better 49ers obviously played well to get to that point but at the end of the day nobody trusted that offense with Jimmy G that wasn't going nowhere. So when it came down to it and it was money time in the fourth quarter, you knew that the 49ers were going to need to put up points because everybody knew the Chiefs were going to come with it. That's true. And they failed to do that. I really don't see how y'all don't see this. <laughs> but the 49ers blew it. You want to know the first way that they blew it? 
because they refused to acknowledge that the last time they was in the Super Bowl, oh, was here, we man with an afro. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. The curse was on them when they walked up into the Super Bowl. Dude, in the right first by place. me. Okay, that was the first way they blew it. Second way they blew it. Last time Kyle Shanahan was in the Super Bowl, what happened? He, he lost. Blew <laughs> he blew it again. He blew a twenty-five point lead. With Matt Ryan as his quarterback. So, of course, he was going to blow it with Jimmy G as his quarterback. Listen, Kyle Shanahan blew it because he was playing scared, just like he played scared against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And then Jimmy G, Mr. 130 mil, blew it because he couldn't hit a wide-open throw to a receiver for a touchdown to go ahead. Granted, there would have been some time left, and everybody knows you can't leave people like Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid with that offense time left. But you would have put some pressure on them to try to make a play and win a Super Bowl, which everybody was trying to see and would have seen if Jimmy G could have hit an open pass. So, yeah, they blew it. And then Jimmy G, of course, throws an interception um, and terrible passes when he's supposed to win the game. He went full Kirk Cousins on everybody. Oh, man. First Cousins. So, 49ers, Cousins, and Jimmy G, Mr. 130 mil, blew it all. And now they got to go home without a ring. And Nick Bosa don't get to meet Trump. Mm-hmm. Jerk off. He was crying, man. He was so sad that he can't meet Trump like that. He started crying with like two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like, Nick, get it together, man. Tears came early. He just knew. Uh, so, speaking of Jimmy G, uh, both That's quarterbacks. <laughs> Both quarterbacks did not play well in this game. Um, Jimmy surprised us all and threw the ball 31 times. I I was shocked uh, that he could throw the ball that many times without his arm just collapsing. But he was 20 for 31. He had 219 yards. Um, He had one touchdown and two interceptions. Now, on the other side, Patrick Mahomes didn't play the way we're used to seeing him play. He was 26 for 42. He had 286 passing yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions, With the which the interceptions were the shocking thing during the game. Chanel mentioned this earlier, uh, Jimmy G's ability to play, but does this prove that he Jimmy G is not an elite uh, quarterback, and will he ever be better than what he is? I think Jimmy G is at this stage in his career. I'm just trying to figure out who ever thought Jimmy G was going to be an elite quarterback. <laughs> Everybody like, who yeah. likes the Patriots. No. I, I, I think. I yes. Think. Chanel probably thought that when he was still that's, on the Patriots. The problem. Everybody <laughs> just was riding on Belichick. And who has Belichick used? Who, who out of QBs has played well other than maybe Jacoby Brissett? That has left the Patriots system. Is you know Jacoby why? even Macassell? that good? Because Macassell sucked. <laughs> We're not going to talk about him. <laughs> Matt Castle so, got paid, though. I mean, Jimmy G is a solid player, sure. But I'd ever, I, we, we haven't seen anyone translate to be elite yet. And he hadn't, to me, shown anything other than the fact that he was undefeated. But we saw that at the start of the year when. The Patriots back. I mean, the Panthers backup came in and went undefeated for five games, mm-hmm. backing up Cam Newton. Like that happens. People I think it's hot, uh, have a hot streak. I, I think it's early to say he not he won't be elite. I think right now, in my opinion, he's an above average game manager, which in a system like San Francisco with the weapons that they have, mm-hmm. 
Uh, that's really all you need at this point. They don't need him to necessarily win games. They just need him to not lose games. The 49ers went away from their run game because mm-hmm. the Chiefs could not stop their running up the middle to save their life, and they went away from it. And then you put that you put the ball in the hands of a guy who you just you haven't put him in those moments. He hasn't had to be in those moments as a you know uh, this season pretty much because the 49ers just been dogging people defensively. So I just think ultimately. It's a little early to say he won't be elite, uh, but at the same time, I don't. I mean, everybody just don't have that gene, and that was, and that's why I think the Chiefs took it from the, the first question you asked, is because, you know, when it's winning time, you need your best players to be the best player on the field, and Pat Mahomes was the best player on the field by moving the ball up the field, putting guys in position. You know, his throwing set up the run more than the run set up his throwing, in my opinion. So. Mm. Now, Ed, you said Jimmy G is an above-average game manager. Do you think he will ever be better than an above-average game manager? He would have to be put in a position to show that, in my opinion, because they have such a good team. It's just like just don't don't blow it. You know, the 49ers run a, a heavy play-action uh, type of offense, which is generally perfect for game managers because it's just like right. run, 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 run. You don't have to do anything. All we're doing is – using this play to set up a play-action play as to a tight end or a wide receiver downfield. You're not really putting the ball in the hands of the dude and saying, like, yo, go win me the game. You know what I'm saying? Like the Packers do with Aaron Rodgers, he could go out there and throw 60 passes because it's like we putting the ball in your hands to make decisions and to make plays. So right now it's just he's an above-average game manager to me because he hasn't been asked to do more than that to actually go win games. So because he got a real good run game, they got a great offensive line, I mean, they got a hell of a tight end. They got solid wide receivers. I mean, they don't really need him to do much. Like, why? Even 30 passes, as, as much as that sound like, that's really not a lot in today's game, you know? So, and most of those plays was in, like, the fourth quarter. Yeah. But it's a lot more than six. It is. So, yeah, that's true. we saw six, then he gives us 31. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's true. it's a huge sample size. That's very true. Um, So, Patrick Mahomes, I yes. I feel like it's brackets. It's brackets? As far as like a league. Wait, you had a point? I feel like it's brackets to the level. Like when you talk about somebody getting going to elite status, there are certain things you're going to see at the start. To me, Jimmy G, to this point, has only shown that he's average. And I'm, I get what y'all saying about the style of the offense they run. But you can see certain things when people make passes. Like, he got to throw the ball. He didn't go the whole season without throwing the ball. And it's like, you didn't really see those moments to make you think, oh, if they gave him the opportunity more, it would show more. You really, most of the time, you saw moments that said, oh, that's probably why they don't give him more of those moments. Mm -hmm. So to me, I feel like he's shown to be, like, average, and maybe he can get to good status which there's a lot of people I feel like in that good bracket. Um, but I just don't – I haven't necessarily seen the talent level that would suggest he could get to elite status. Mm-hmm. The 49ers I mean, didn't need an elite even quarterback. Even we were talking to earlier about Deshaun Watson and how Deshaun Watson can look really inconsistent at times, but then you've seen him with the game on the line yeah, completely the just take over and, like, win a game. Yeah. And he's, what, 20, 24 years old? Um, Jimmy G's 29. Um, I mean, we, he, he old. still has a lot of football to play. He <laughs> old. 
still has a lot of football to play, but I'm saying like it's some players you can see, like Jamal said, you can kind of see it in them. Like, oh, you're going to be, you're inconsistent now, but once you get some more seasons and some experience under your belt, you're going to start being more patient with the ball and doing this, that, and the other. He doesn't have a large sample size of starting seasons. This was kind of like his first full season starting, you know, one to 16, and mm-hmm. then we can do a deep run into the playoffs. But it'll be interesting to see. I mean, even Kirk Cousins showed us that he could show up in a playoff game, you know, as a, mm-hmm. as a thrower. They beat the Saints, man. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You put a lot on Whatever. <laughs> yeah, you put a lot on that. Kirk Cousins is considered a, a veteran at this He got time. lucky. So like, he got lucky. He's going to show us after he had, he's had a few seasons. Kirk Cousins got lucky, okay? Drew Brees. uh, Drew Brees and your Saints lost to Kirk Cousins. Drew Brees made an uncharacteristic mistake. (laughs) We talked about this. We're not going back, okay? (laughs) So I digress on the Saints. But Drew Brees got that scar Harry Potter got. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do Drew Brees like that. It's not even the same spot, though. It's on his cheek. You know, Harry is up. Whatever. So whenever he blow it, you know, that's just, who is it? The the wizard coming in, you know, it's lighting up and it's throwing them off. Whatever. Whatever. All I have to say is no elite quarterback will close their eyes when they make a throw. I saw it twice. Jimmy G, <laughs> close his eyes and just hope that somebody was down the field. He's getting like, taken down, though, man. You get hit hard enough, and you gonna, something going to change. I mean, <laughs> just keep your eyes open just to see. Just to see if somebody's down there. Maybe, you know, nah, maybe. He ain't been hit like that. That's what it was. <laughs> he hasn't been hit like that it's like in a, It's like in a fight Yo, when, a, when every, a fighter get hit in the mouth. And he, he he like, yeah. <laughs> It's like every time he got pressure, he was like, all right, close the eyes and then just throw it up in the air. Kittle will get it. Somebody will get it. <laughs> Kittle. Yeah, but you got to think, man, they, like, they didn't really get to him a lot during the game. It was just toward the the latter stages of the game. So he had a clean pocket. He had, he had all that time to give it to his running back. Yeah. So he didn't really like it. They didn't heat him up till the end of the game. You know, and that's why the honey badger was going off because it's like, look, mm, we got to yeah. get to the QB. We can't just literally sit there yeah. and let them gash us for 10 and 15 yards a, a time. So, you know, Jimmy G, it, to me, mm-hmm. it was like he got hit at that point and it was like, oh, this ain't, I, I ain't been ready for this the whole game. Patrick Mahomes took the, on the <laughs> first drive, dude tried to take him out when he uh, yeah. tried to run yeah. in at the goal line. Yeah. He literally spun him around. He got hit so hard. So he was ready for all of that. You know, he was battle tested mm-hmm. throughout the game, you know. So Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Patrick Mahomes. Homie. <laughs> did he deserve <laughs> this MVP award? I mean, Damian Williams kinda can't okay. Damian Williams had some problems. I'm gonna say I'm just gonna lead with that. Mm-hmm. But he showed up when they needed him to show up. So should he have won the MVP? Mm. Nah, I still think Mahomes won it. Damian Williams was was dope. Don't get me wrong. He had a great game. But, I mean, it still was only 100 yards. It's not like he dropped 250 on some Derrick Henry type stuff, you know. And, like, the yards he had weren't <laughs> – he, was, he wasn't carrying them for drives where it was That's just true. like he was literally carrying that team up the field. Like, he was doing his job, you know. Like, Mahomes literally – 
they was down, Mahomes started slinging it. You know, mm-hmm. he started escaping the pocket, eluding tacklers and all of that. That's just my opinion. You know, he, he put the team on his back to, like, I had a crappy first half, but we're going to get it in the second half. And I, I was going to say he right had then. to put the team on yeah, his back after yeah. his two interceptions. <laughs> after, <laughs> after he dropped him. He yeah. Pick him up. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> what do you guys think? Uh, I – I, I don't really know. I when I was watching the game, Jamal had pointed out like when when Damian Williams scored that last touchdown, he was pointing at the screen and he was like, he should he probably gonna be MVP. And then I was thinking about it, I was like, yeah. And then, but Patrick Mahomes, you know, when they announced him as MVP, that one of the announcers said, you know, particularly for those last five minutes of the game. And when you think about it, that is what you know, what ended up getting him the Super Bowl, the way Patrick Mahomes showed out in those last five minutes. Yeah, like, he closed. Um, yeah. Because throughout the game, I mean, he missed passes. It was, you know, it was times where, like, he was running for his life, it seemed like. But it was other times where it was like, man, that was just a terrible pass. Um, they defense played bad, I, too. I think, yeah, for that five minutes that won the game, definitely give him MVP. Um and I think everybody wanted him to be MVP, right? Like when we were yeah. going into it, it was like Patrick Mahomes has a chance to be MVP of the league, the youngest MVP of the league, Super Bowl champion, and Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. It was just kind of a great thing for him to see him accomplish and like watch the beginning of his run. So, so I don't feel like Williams got robbed. I wouldn't have been mad if Williams got it. But to say he was robbed, like he went out there and dropped 304 touchdowns yeah. and Mahomes had 100 flat. And two interceptions and right. no touchdowns. It's like, come on, he didn't get robbed. Like he would have been a good candidate, but he didn't necessarily get robbed either. Yeah. You know, so that's just robbed. I think is overselling it. It's putting too much on it. You know, for the people that wanted him to get it. You know, so I agree with that. Yeah, I'd agree with that sentiment. I felt like, like Chanel was saying. I mean, when he scored that last touchdown, I thought for sure that was going to seal him getting it. I wanted Mahomes to get it, but I thought the two interceptions and the bad play, especially in the first half, might be too much to overcome given the fact that Damian Williams kind of had these strikes to really wrap up the game. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, Mahomes is still the QB. QB is always going to be the most valued position when it comes to playing on the field. I mean, they touch the ball every play, so... Um, at least every play on offense, so it, I it's not like I had a problem. I mean, you gotta think too. Like one one of Damian Williams' runs was thirty eight yards. He ended up with a hundred seven on the ground. So technically, he only had what seventy one yards if you take away that one play. So if we said he had seventy one yards and zero touchdowns, yeah, and that one four yard catch for a touchdown he had from Mahomes, will we really be having the same conversation? Would, we, would people really be like, oh, man, he got robbed? Like, I'm not saying he didn't do his thing. He did his thing, and he, he definitely is a, a large part of the reason they won. But as far as whose impact on the game was just much more impactful to me, it was Mahomes. That's true. That's true. So, Mahomes won the MVP. Yeah. Fine. Oh, man. <laughs> but – this was supposed to be the number one defense against the number one offense, right? Richard Sherman. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
he got burned, <laughs> <laughs> just burned by Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill <laughs> on one-on-run routes for, I mean, two really big plays and uh, some touchdowns. So does this prove Revis right? Like, is Richard Sherman not an elite corner in one-on-one coverage? Man. <laughs> First of all, Sherman <laughs> said right? – Sherman said, "Don't ever we try him." Going in on Sherman. Sherman said, "Don't ever try him with a sorry receiver like Crabtree." He didn't say <laughs> nobody else. First and foremost, <laughs> but I don't think it proved Revis right. I think we talking about six on one and half a dozen on the other. You know, like those was two big plays that he gave up. But I, I'm, I get what Revis says about you being the guy that follows the guy, the number one receiver all around the field and all that other stuff. But Revis is was right on the cusp of a less pass happy NFL. So he came out toward the end of he came out right before. That's really everybody did, where it was always five wide and all that other stuff, where it was much more fast paced. Mm-hmm. Sherman literally takes away an entire side of the field for the majority of the game. So you literally only have half field reads. And I don't think most people really give credit to that where it's just you don't even look to that side of the ball. You know what I'm saying? Because even even in the sense of it's almost kind of like Revis Island to me because we can shade our safety over to the other side because I ain't about to waste my time. It's just a it's, it's a less percentage throw if I throw it to Sherman's side. So when you literally only have half the field to play with, you know, because honestly with the way these pick routes and all that other stuff, Revis and today would not be able to handle these receivers. I'm just saying he would be running with a dude and he might be physical, but – you can pick you can pick Revis off. You can run slant routes and dive routes and all this other stuff to get him off you. Just, I, I think he was overblowing. And it's a good debate because they both dope corners. But I don't I, to say he was right. <laughs> no, he definitely he definitely let it. He he went to bed though. Like on that <laughs> that Watkins <laughs> that Watkins throw was crazy. <laughs> he dogged him so bad. Yeah, I was gonna say the Watkins. So like like you expect. I mean, a corner, you stepping up against the best dudes, supposedly, at mm-hmm. wide receiver when you when you play somebody at the Super Bowl. So that's hard when you're on an island against some, like, all-world talent mm-hmm. at the wide receiver position. Like, it's, it's hard playing corner. Mm-hmm. But, so, like, especially with the Tyreek Hill one, like, dude's just fast. Like, I expect yeah. him to burn at least can really one cover, corner huh? a game, and no matter who you are, no matter how good you are. He's going to get past you at least once. And Reed yeah. just got burned by Moss <laughs> and tried to act like his hamstring one, was hurt. That was straight-up technique. Like, he tried. He did. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Just went so inside really quick. <laughs> So, yeah, that was going to be my point, what Jamal said, which is that, you know, Tyreek Hill is super fast. I mean, he was trying to he's trying to qualify to run in the Olympics with the with the men's team. Um, and Tammy Watkins is stupid fast. Like I, I expect to watch them burn people just like I expect to watch Lamar Jackson at this point. Yeah. Burn burn, you know, grown men who play in the NFL. Um, but it was it was really funny. It was really funny to watch. Like you listen to watch him get burned. Because Richard Sherman talks so much junk and he, he always backs it up. But to see him get burned like that, not like Richard Sherman, that was like hilarious to me. Especially knowing what Revis said and they back and forth before. And he specifically ended talking to Revis because he was like, 
I'm not going to entertain this no more because I have a Super Bowl to prepare for. And then, boom, you got murk twice. <laughs> like, what a game, bro. So, yeah, it was it was great. I still think Richard Sherman is elite. It's like Ed said, like, he, he does shut down a part of the field. He, he's brought the same energy from the Seahawks. He's brought that energy to um, San Francisco. And I don't think San Francisco's defense in their secondary will be nearly as good without Richard Sherman's leadership. So, I will emphasize the moments he got murked too, though. Like, <laughs> that also gets taken into consideration because – you let that happen in the beginning, that's fine. But this was when your team needed you the most, mm-hmm. and this is where you decided to fall apart. So The other part that, to that, though, is, I mean, when you're on that island, and it also depends on what defense they call. Yeah. Know, mm-hmm. Like, is the defense yeah. calling for him to press the dude and follow him up the field or to bump yeah. him off his route a little bit and send him the help behind me? Like, it, it's – it's a lot of stuff. Like I don't. I also think don't think people really give a lot of credit to that pass he made. Yeah, because it literally was it in between was. the safety and the yeah. corner. Yeah, you know. So that's a timing route that Sammy Watkins got to get off that, or it's 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 all gone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and you know he took a shot at at the the best corner on their team at that. And so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, fearless. You know so. Another Mahomes throw, which is why he won the MVP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. He that's, did. Yeah. He has he has some nice throws, yeah. especially in that second half. And that's what people like about Mahomes. He plays to win instead of, you know, playing not to lose. Mm-hmm. So he made some risky passes that like 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 you said, it could have been over, but yeah. you know, yeah. even after two interceptions, he was still making risky passes. Mm-hmm. But he you know, he was playing to win the game, and he did. To be fair, I also want to point out, the only one of them interceptions was really was really him. Yeah. Yeah. That first yeah. one, I was like, what was you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> Completely. Completely. That second and that one, was the first time yeah. I've ever done that with Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea what he saw on that first one. No idea. Yeah, that second one wasn't his fault. Yeah. So, great Super Bowl for some of us, it was great that we didn't have to see Tom Brady. Chanel probably wasn't happy yes. about that. But you still got to see Tom and Bill at the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, NFL 100, baby. So, TV 12. He ain't going nowhere. He is. He is. That was a lie. He is going somewhere. <laughs> he is. Tom going to get $30 million to, to kick it. Yeah. Lead another team to a Super Bowl. Those uh, Las Vegas Raiders. That's where he's going. So. Yeah. <laughs> They get Marshawn back there, be straight, because he really from Oakland, though. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So take care of that chicken. <laughs> your, man. your body, <laughs> your mental, <laughs> your mentals, and your chicken. <laughs> uh, so, who do you think we'll see in the Super Bowl next year? Between these two teams. Yeah, or just in just general. In, and in general, do you think you'll see the Chiefs and the 49ers again next year, or will it be somebody else? Chiefs and Eagles, baby. I can see. Okay, I can see the Chiefs because they got like their whole team coming back. Like, yeah, I think yeah. eleven, like ten of eleven of their guys are like coming right back. I I can see why people are saying the Chiefs, but I didn't even think the Chiefs were the best team in their conference this year. I really want to see Lamar Jackson and the Ravens come back and see 
them show up in the playoffs and be that team. So I'm going to say Baltimore. Mm, it's Baltimore ready. They are not, not ready. ready. It's Baltimore. It's not Baltimore. 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 I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Baltimore, <laughs> and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Niners. The Niners to me were the best team in the NFC, no. the most complete. It's like Ed said, they got all of these pieces. They got every peak. To me, they're the most complete team in the NFL. Defense, run game, line. They look. They got a great coach, and Jimmy G hmm. can can above average. Manage a game and not lose it. He led them to fourteen or thirteen wins. I think I would. It's time. If I had to put like some odds on it, I think I would. If if Breeze come back, I would rock with the Saints. Honestly. So I'm about to make a bold prediction here. It ain't the line, so it ain't that. No, it's not the line. Well, (laughs) you're right. right. You never know if I was gonna say the Browns though. That was gonna be real bold. Don't trust me. (laughs) (laughs) I I'm gonna say. Those that steel curtain, I think next year might be the oh, year. Yes, hilarious. come on, no. you're gonna have big. You've been ben. talking to your mama? No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I just believe in Tomlin and having a healthy team. If Tomlin has Tomlin, if Tomlin, Tomlin's quarterback, if Tomlin has a healthy team, I think he can make it. I think he can make it. As long as Ben Roethlisberger stays out who's there, who's his quarterback? Big Answer ben. the question. Big oh, Ben. Stop. Whatever, Chanel. I just, <laughs> you like Tom Brady. They're like on the same level. To no, they are. I just want to know. <laughs> of old, same check, level. <laughs> check your girl, dog. <laughs> check, check your girl. Same level of old. Same level of old. Nah, nah, not big. Deal. And I'm picking the Saints. The Steelers and the Saints? Mm-hmm. You never know. Watch. You Kalea. never know. But I've look, been right. I've been right on like wrong. most Y'all of my p- like predictions. Just remember. Just remember. I'm going to pull Y'all this Y'all got to let go year. of this Saints stuff, man. Y'all he, do. Sean Payton Y'all made do. it once. 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 He done had Drew Brees for like 20 years. And he has had so many teams. Like they have had so many teams. And it just fizzles. Man, it I fizzles. I don't, I don't, I don't think it fizzles. Doubt that man, but they they got robbed. Exactly. <laughs> got robbed. Exactly. This, this, Stop, yo. Exactly. <laughs> the Rams joint was egregious. They got robbed three years in a row. The Rams yes. joint was egregious. Yes. <laughs> listen, people, listen. Three years in a row. Stop putting yourself in a position. First of all, <laughs> first of all, unless 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 y'all get Nick Foles back. Walking to a wins ain't going nowhere. Okay. Okay. First of all, let's <laughs> no. not go there because okay. the Eagles so had half a team and they still no. made the playoffs this right. year. Okay? Yeah, but you're in a trash so division. It really, it really depends it? on who y'all backup going to be. That's what we really and, need to be talking about. Who did, who and why y'all talking? Why y'all talking? Doug Peterson and Nick Foles had the same amount of Super Bowl wins as Drew Brees. <laughs> 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 Yeah, okay. got- but only one of them is still there. So, so whatever. 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 Okay. Got, but Sean Payton got more than Jimmy G. <laughs> <laughs> Saints. Man. I'm picking the, the Saints. Saints. The Saints lose. I thought I thought that the Lions lose fantastically. Mm-hmm. The Saints lose fantastically in the playoffs. The NFC it's is like the, the NFC is amazing. always inconsistent. It's amazing. So you can't really don't nobody do back to back or they don't have runs in the NFC. You know. It's the same thing with the Packers. You know, everybody love to talk about Aaron Rodgers is the greatest Mm -hmm. throw of the football I've ever seen. 
Yeah. And he got one Super Bowl. And yeah. one right. Super Bowl appearance at that. You know? mm-hmm. And that was only because they had that all-world defense led by your mm-hmm. boy Chuck C. Woody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Here we go. See, people thought, people thought that young Seahawks team was going to be the team in the NFC finally to get yeah. the run going. They went to back-to-back, but then they didn't hand the ball off, and then that was over. <laughs> So, <laughs> after that, it was over. I mean, the Seahawks are still a team. They probably I model think, a consistency. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I still think – so, I, I get what you're saying about the Packers, but, honestly, any time that Rodgers has help or, like, has a defense that's not just bleeding points, <laughs> they're a much better team. Yeah, but so Rodgers we'll – Rodgers built his name on being able to literally win games by himself. Yeah, yeah. he did. So I don't want to hear all this other stuff about, oh, he ain't got enough help and all this other stuff. That All they did was when they won that Super Bowl, they did not give as much credit to that defense as they should have. Yeah. You know, and it's just been like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is the greatest, you know, next to Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback ever. Like, no, nah, Aaron Rodgers is overrated because – his entire career, the NFC North has been disgusting. Good night. <laughs> but look, man, because I feel like you could say counts. the same thing no. about Patrick Mahomes if he don't end up winning more. And the only difference between this year and last year to me was their defense was just good enough mm-hmm. that they could get a few more stops. Last year, if that if this defense played like this last year. They would have got at least one more stop against the Patriots and would have been able to well, I mean, get to they, the Super Bowl. They, they ran into Tom Brady though. Like they got out coached that game. I don't but they were there. They were there. Like they forced overtime. They came No, I get what you're saying. Points. But they literally got out coached when it mattered. Like just like for Bel- a half. Just like Belichick out coached the Rams, the greatest show. Yeah. On turf, turf square. No, 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 no. He didn't. He didn't just outcoach them. The Rams just proved to not be <laughs> nothing of what they were stacked up yeah, to be, so. which we saw this year. Mm-hmm. I hope Sean Avery figures that out, or Sean McVoy figures that out. Sean, but he need to get fired and come to Michigan. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> he uh on that he, shoe he worrying me because he he lost that team this year yeah. he lost them Man, all the he way he's gonna be good he's gonna get fired get a high profile college job <laughs> or get another nfl job where he really got yeah. a real one because he's a smart guy i just think people just he he was just successful way too fast but yeah so the expectation is super high but, yeah uh, and jared goff is not that guy <laughs> So Jamal, you said the Eagles and who? The oh, I really think that the Eagles and the Chiefs. Ah, uh, okay. The Eagles and the Chiefs is Jamal's pick. That's terrible. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm just Y'all not gonna you. keep coming at the Eagles like literally. They are trash. The squad. They had half a squad the whole year, and they still made the playoffs. Do you know that? And then they won. <laughs> they made the playoffs of what five and seven or something like that. 
nine and seven. Oh. Nine and seven. <laughs> they was in five it. And they was in. They was in it still at five and seven, though, right? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Everybody. Let's relax. Okay. That so same see. team that had them in it was the Cowboys, who everybody was picking to go to the Super right. Bowl. So. Right. so we basically got in over a Super Bowl team. Hey, real talk, though. The Cowboys should have been in. They should have done way better than they did this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a team not underperforms. Oh, nah. <laughs> you talking about choked it yeah. away. I don't think Dak Prescott is that great, but he's not. Yeah. He's not. I think he's yeah. overrated. He's he's at the yeah. bottom to me of the starting black quarterbacks. Nah, that is uh a booby. Oh booby <laughs> for had, sure. So James Winston, Winston is at the bottom. <laughs> He is way wait, wait. at the bottom. Wait, no. James Winston had 5,000 passing yards this past season. And, no he, had, and he had about 500 <laughs> interceptions to he go do, along he with that. He threw 500 touchdowns, too. Hey, though. hey. <laughs> hey. That is the definition Thank of you. mediocrity, okay? Thank what you. do we say about Eli Manning? This five, man was 500 and 500. You ain't going to get nothing done being 500 and 500. Look, y'all better, y'all better stop sleeping on me. <laughs> Booby comes for the for the whole league. <laughs> he gonna be eating W's all year next year. <laughs> 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 Look, oh well, <laughs> we got some wild predictions for next year's Super Bowl, but we are going to take a quick break and then come back and uh, honor the greatest Laker that there is, Kobe Bean Bryant. January 26th, the earth stood still as we learned that Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi and seven others were killed in a helicopter crash. Kobe Bryant established himself as a global icon. He's considered one of the greatest NBA players of all time, the greatest Laker of all time, and his post-career, he was establishing himself in Hollywood after winning an Oscar one year after retiring from basketball. So today, we will remember his legacy um, just by discussing a few great moments. Um, so let's just jump right on in. So which Kobe were you first introduced to? Teenage Kobe, Froby, post Shaq, pre pal Kobe, or Kobe number 24? Froby. Froby. Yeah, Froby. Uh, slam dunk contest. 
bad rapper. <laughs> Remember that uh that commercial with him and Tim Duncan? He was like Kobe, Bryant, Slam. <laughs> yeah, that was my guy. Yeah, I was I was sad to hear not only his passing but the circumstances around it. And just uh just um, as a whole, man, that was a real tough thing for me. As a as a fan, somebody that I respected and idolized to a large extent. It was it was tight. But Froby was my first introduction. Yeah, Froby. Yeah. Froby was my first introduction. And I remember my um my uncle had gave me fifty dollars for Christmas. Like as a Christmas gift. And then my library had this is back when they used to like sell posters. I don't know if they did this in your schools, but they used to bring in posters every now and then. You can buy them. It was like the book club almost. Yeah, yeah. right. And they had some posters of of Shaq, Kobe, and a couple other basketball players. And I remember growing up, I bought. I ended up buying the Shaq and the Kobe one. Um, it was one. The Shaq one was the picture of him dunking, and then the Kobe one was the picture of him like doing that that kind of like reverse dunk mm-hmm. um, with the Afro. And I remember growing up, I had, uh, um, you know, that poster of Kobe, a uh, Froby in my room. Um, and I remember being so happy because I couldn't afford a Lakers jersey, but I had money to buy a poster. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was my, he was my favorite player. Um, the reason why I'm even in the sports, the reason why I fell in love with basketball Um so yeah, that was my first introduction too, and that was the the poster on my wall for a long time. Um, my first introduction was teenage Kobe at the dunk contest. And that was all the way live with him flexing afterwards. Yes, and... he was so skinny. Staring, <laughs> <laughs> and at that time, I mean, I was still like. Young, so I really wasn't like in the basketball, but I just remember like seeing him and just really liking him from that moment. And flash forward to like watching him in the finals against the Pistons and like secretly being pissed mm-hmm. that <laughs> the Pistons was locking him down. Um, except for that because game, Emily, uh, except for that game, yeah, game two, yeah. <laughs> when he hit that, that three, yes. Um, but yeah, just similar to what everybody said, it was just crazy to hear, um, like, and to just still, even now to just try to articulate that it's reality. Um, it just still feels so surreal to know that he's not going to be at these games. Like just, all the thoughts of like him getting older and being like one of these old crotchety uh, right. basketball <laughs> players that like, like yeah. back, back in my in day. My <laughs> off my lawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Old black yeah. man moments. I I definitely expected Kobe to be our like Bill Russell, like just see him old, like and for the younger generation is just to know him as being old. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. Bill Russell for looking any other way than just <laughs> like, <laughs> just tall and old. Like Morgan Freeman. That, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I expect that as, you know, younger generations, like our kids and stuff to, 
you know, grow up seeing Kobe like that eventually. So it's tough. So I'm the youngest one in the group. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, many of you know, I grew up in Cleveland. So, you know, LeBron is is who we look up to and who we've watched. Um, Mr. Akron. Fight on that track. Y'all got sound effects? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. We never do that on King James. <laughs> Self-proclaimed. <laughs> That's fine. That ain't no problem. Hey, hey, hey. Can you stop taking up Kobe time, please? <laughs> I was just making a statement. But... Us LeBron fans also love Kobe. Whatever, whatever, though. So uh, I remember, you know, growing up in Detroit as well. Um, I remember those battles with the Pistons. But I think the first time, like, I really, like, recognized Kobe was when he was number 24. Um, and those last, those last few years, mainly. So... It, like you guys all said, it was very sad. Um, I was in California, and I wasn't even in LA. I was in San Diego. It was very, it was very foggy that morning, um, and it was just, just sad. Like in the whole state of California, like every person you encountered that day was just like, this can't be real. So, it is very hard to look at pictures um, to to see his wife posting things, but we're going to stop being so sad and we're going to remember the greatness of Kobe. So yes. what's the Kobe moment that made you say that's when I became a fan or that's my favorite player? Uh, that, that, that Lakers series, man, between him and AI or AI just destroyed mm. them game one. Mm. Like, People forget how how much he was going in that first half, you know. And then they threw Teron Lue on him and then, you know, him stepping over and the rest is history in that <laughs> run. <laughs> but after that game, Kobe took it upon himself, man, to 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 really go in and, and lock him down, you know. And, and Allen Iverson isn't a, a numbers or analytics darling from, like, a historical standpoint. So people always point to, like, oh, he had – so all these people nowadays where it's just like they just worry about the numbers, the numbers. But Allen Iverson was a hooper. And, and my, in my opinion, it's the difference between basketball players and hoopers. And mm -hmm. AI was a hooper. Kobe was a hooper. They was a dude that literally, like, they could miss every shot. But when it came to winning time and it was money on the table, I still wanted him to have the ball. Or he just had mm -hmm. that, like, that bravado where if a dude scored 10 on you, he never scoring again because that's just disrespectful. Mm -hmm. you know? right. <laughs> like, right. Like, you got the nerve to, like, <laughs> to actually shoot the ball, like, when I'm checking you. Like, right. <laughs> so, yeah, that, to me, that, that, that series was when I really was like, yo, that dude is everything. You know, he a monster, you know, before my dude Melo came along. You know? <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> You was gonna slide that in. came along in Syracuse. <laughs> Y'all didn't tell me he liked Mello. Man, Man. Love it. Oh, okay. What's y'all? What's y'all Kobe moment? We ain't gonna let the LeBron. Yeah. yeah, I got mine. I got mine. At least so, I got some rings. <laughs> so mine was later. It was it was post Shaq. It was when Kobe was going on that tear. 
it was when everybody was, you know, saying you can't do it without Shaq, blah, 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 blah. So mm-hmm. this was like, you know, Kobe trying to prove himself. It was that series when they were a seventh seed in the Suns with, you know, Mari Stoudemire, uh, Steve Nash. They were a two seed. They ended up losing that series in the end, but they ended up going up 3-1 in that series. And I remember, I remember exactly where I was. I was in my room watching TV. And it was that game that ended up going into overtime and Kobe hit. The like, you know, they had jumped the ball up. Kobe got the ball, dribbled it, and then shot, uh, shot the ball to go up three-one against the Suns. And then the time expired, and it was like, I remember like jumping up and down, screaming like, "Oh my god, that was like the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life!" And then that's that visual where he like runs there in Staples, so he runs all the way to the other end of the court, and then he like. Like, puts his jersey and shows his heart. Like, boom. Like, guess who I am? I just showed y'all exactly who I am. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, like, they lose. They lose because, like, at the end of the day, he has Smush Parker and, like, Kwame Brown and, like, all these other people (laughs) that that don't belong in the NBA. But it was, like, that moment is my favorite Kobe moment because he, like, no, I'm not pumping the Lakers. I'm pulling this jersey back, and I'm showing y'all my heart because y'all need to know exactly who I am yeah. and to stop messing with me. Um, people forget how bad his teams were post. Yeah. So terrible. Like, people talk about people talk about like how LeBron ain't had nobody. I'm like, no, Kobe ain't had nobody. Yeah, LeBron had way <laughs> yeah. more help than Kobe. Kobe <laughs> did in them times. Bruh. But um, but that's when I was like, nope. There is nobody more exciting to watch in the NBA. Than Kobe Bryant, there's nobody like Ed said, just a hooper. There's nobody who makes me feel the way Kobe does when he just takes over a game and then just wins it. Because you, because you know, like he did. Even if they lose, you know he did everything that he could to make sure they didn't do that. Yeah. And he made you, he made you root for him, even though the team was going down and they weren't, they weren't going to win. Um, so that was my moment when I was. I, it just it sealed it for me. And for me, oh, I don't even know. Like, I think about him in the Pacers series, like, going at Reggie Miller. I think about when he finally... Carmel K. (laughs) (laughs) I think about when he first got to the All-Star game and was, like, had to go at Jordan. Jordan, Like, he was like, no. I'm coming for your throne and mm-hmm. I'm taking it. Like mm-hmm. yeah. it was just you just his whole career, like you just saw the fire in him. I think one one moment that like I think similar to Chanel that always stands out to me where I saw that was specifically when he had played the Celtics, not in the finals, but during the regular season. And they was going on all them long win streaks and everybody was Afraid to play them, talking about, oh, they're a big three, mm-hmm. how we getting past this team. And he went into TD Garden and beat them on that last second shot. And I was so hyped, like, <laughs> y'all still can't rock with Kobe. Like, <laughs> you didn't put together this super team, and he's still coming through with Paul Gasol. Who I don't even think he didn't even have him yet. I don't think for that game. I think he got him later that season. 
but still came in and whooped them on their floor. And I was just like, stop messing with this man. Like, right. like just give him his legacy. Like, yeah, man. they put together a whole squad to try to stop him, and it still didn't happen. Yeah. So, in these past, well, in this past week, um, we've been hearing a lot about the Mamba mentality and stories related to Kobe's insane work, work ethic and mentality. What's your favorite story that you've heard? Oh, mine's is easily <laughs> when he was, when Dwayne Wade told the story about the first time he played the Heat after Wade and LeBron got together. And I guess somehow that just happened to be the first time that Kobe was, like, just getting fouled every time he was shooting. And so Wade talked about how this man, after the game, after they lost, stayed on Nate court to have his staff intentionally slap him on the wrist so that that would never be an issue for him again playing in the arena. And I was like... This man, <laughs> this man is out cold. Like I didn't even know that. But you, it's like it's like you knew that he was like just so fiery for the game. Like he would do whatever it took to like learn that move or learn that step to get past them. But to hear a story like that, to know like the lengths that he went to to make sure that he was just always in peak shape for his profession, like just yeah. making sure that no matter, like literally. Foul me. Like, I want to be fouled right. <laughs> so I can still hit this shot. Like, it's wild. Psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Psychopath. Uh, I don't, I, my favorite story that I've heard um, <laughs> over these past few days is Lou Will saying they got blown out by the, <laughs> by the Blazers. <laughs> And he took everybody's pair of Kobe's and was like, y'all can't wear these because y'all soft. And, like, just took everybody's shoes. Like, that is just hilarious to me. (laughs) Y'all soft. You can't wear these shoes until you can play. Oh, my God. For me, it got to be when – I forgot who this interview was with, but he was – Telling the story of when he was like eight years old, he put up sixty yeah. points, <laughs> and then he was like, he was like, yeah, I just figure most eight year olds can't dribble what they left, so I forced him to dribble with the left, stole the ball every time, and then I ended up with sixty points. And I'm like, bro, you, how long have you been crazy? <laughs> like, who just thinks about that at like eight years old to just be like, you can't dribble to your left? Yeah. On top of that, I'm going to outrun you to make the layup to make sure. And I'm going to get 60 points at, at eight years old. That was that was crazy. That's when it showed me, like, uh, he's been like that for a while. And then me and Jabal were watching something where um, I think the year before he was, when, when he won the national championship in high school, they were talking about the year before how Vince Carter did it, had won a national championship. Um, or his coach lied to him and told him. Yeah, this Carter won a national championship with like a, a broken wrist or something. Broken like arm, broken I think. arm. And he was like, "Oh yeah, we definitely win the national championship <laughs> next year, <laughs> just because you said that. Like, just because you said he won it like that." So, man, probably one of my favorite moments is uh, he 
he had a court date during that whole stuff he went through. Took a private plane from Colorado to L.A. Dropped 40 on the Spurs like it wasn't nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, where your head has to be after listening <laughs> to that stuff and to literally be able to come on the court and and drop it on the Spurs like that. Yeah. It's crazy. And then, like, the practice stories you've been hearing, all these stories that's been coming out, they all have been, like, amazing. Like, I remember yeah. uh, Julius Randle said that when we first got to L.A., he wanted to work out with Kobe and uh, Kobe. He he gets in the gym. It's like six in the morning. Kobe drenched in sweat, shooting up shots and everything. And uh, Julius Randle thinking he get there early. He's like, uh, "You ready?" He's like, "You ready to practice?" He's like, "You done?" He's like, "No, nah, I've been here since four. I get no. He said that we literally practiced for like three more hours, and wow. it, it wasn't nothing to him. You know, and he went hard. You know. Every every play, every moment, you know. Another good one was with uh Jay Will. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I heard y'all that saw one. that one. That yeah. was a good one where he said that he came into the gym and he was watching Kobe shoot for like thirty minutes and he was like doing the game speed. So then after the game was over, he asked him, uh he stayed for like forty five minutes and then he left or whatever. And then after the game was over, he was like, Why was you you know, working out so hard that morning? He's like, Cause you was watching. Yeah. You, he's like, I want you to know that you wasn't going to work me. You know, you got there, you got there early, but I stayed late. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> it was just stuff like that, man. And, and and I think that's just where, like, and and Jay Will said that night, Kobe still dropped forty. On still dropped forty. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, After hour yeah, and I just think that's just what that's what's missing from today's NBA. And when people talk about all these dudes as friends and why they irritated about it, it's not necessarily about the dudes being close and being friends. Just because mm-hmm. naturally you grow up with these guys and all these AAU circuits and stuff like that, it, it's it's feasible that you would meet guys and like guys and hang out with guys that you you know you grew up with that type of thing, but. It's no competitive desire to want to beat the person across from you. You right. know, it's very little of that. I won't say it's no, but it's very little of that where guys generally like want to beat the guys that that they lined up against and like right. want to like stop them. Not even on no like I want my team to win, but I don't want this dude to get off. I don't want people to think this guy is better than me. Right. You know? Yeah, and but, I I think I think what you said is is good because. You know, they've been Tracy McGrady been coming out talking a little bit more. And he was like, you know, like I used to live with Kobe and his parents, like people. He said people don't know that, but I actually used to live with them. Um, And just to see the way that T-Mac, like Kobe went after Mm T-Mac, you know, during those battles, like they had some of the most epic battles against each other. Mm -hmm. Like if you didn't, if he hadn't said that, I would have never known how close they were. He had a lot of close relationships. He had a lot of close relationships, right. Mm -hmm. That you just wouldn't know just because of the way, like he, when you got in between the lines, none of that mattered. Like it was just like, we not laughing. We not, none of that. And um, the last one I'll say is, I don't know which game it was, it was during, but, um, Chris Rock was sitting next to Kobe. Kobe was taking a break on the bench. And you could see him, like, talking to Kobe. I think he's trying to tell jokes and something. 
and Kobe is just like breathing real hard. His eyes are just right on the court, <laughs> right on the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just like he probably done hung out with Chris Rock before. He probably mm-hmm. think Chris Rock is funny, but it's like at this moment. You don't even exist to me. Like, I'm focused on whatever is happening in between the lines. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember that. I, I think it was LeBron that said that one day where he was like, if my mom was on the court, I'd dunk on her. I'm like, no, the only person in the league that would do that is Kobe yeah. Bryant. He's the only one that really don't care about anybody else mm-hmm. on this court. Mm-hmm. Like, because the only other person that would really take it to, like, cause Kobe would admit when guys was like, those guys are tough to guard. You know, and you could see that he had a tough time guarding guys yeah. like T Mac. He had a tough, tough time guarding Melo. Yeah, you know I'm saying mm-hmm. like D Wade was tough for him. You know, like LeBron was never just one of the things where it seemed like he was just like bothered by it. You know, what mm-hmm. I'm saying like because LeBron didn't take it to him like these other guys did. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying he, he don't he didn't think LeBron was tough to guard, but LeBron really didn't go at Kobe like some of these mm-hmm. other dudes. Just from a competitive standpoint, like that's like you see that in Melo, you know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. see that you would see that in Dwayne Wade, you would see that in T Mac. Where these guys is like, shoot, I'm trying to, I'm trying to prove to you that I belong on your level. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, and that's what's missing is that competitive edge. Where it's just like, yeah, I don't care. We can lace them up anywhere at any time. <laughs> it ain't nothing. And then, and then go out to dinner after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. We can right? Talk later. And, uh, <laughs> right, we can talk later. Just not now. <laughs> so. So, as a Kobe fan, what do you hate, sports or non-sports related, that is a part of his legacy? That he was a bad teammate. Mm. I hate that people consider him a bad teammate or the type of – like, people would say, like, oh, you would have more fun playing with LeBron, but Kobe, uh, you probably would win more with Kobe. I don't think either of those are true, you know. Mm-hmm. I think – if you're a basketball player, you're going to have fun playing with that type of talent regardless. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I also don't think uh, the way uh, the way Kobe's portrayed is like he's just this a-hole that hated everybody he played mm-hmm. with. And, yeah. and I think that's – it's just – it's a level of excellence that if you – we all share the same goal, and that's to, to not only win but to dominate, you know. And, if, mm-hmm. and Kobe's whole thing is like, look, I work harder this than anybody else. So if you ain't matching my right. intensity, I got the right to right. yell at you. If you ain't yeah, getting back yeah. on defense, if you ain't p- putting in the extra work, if you don't right. live and breathe this stuff, then right. what you ex- – like, you want me to be nice about it? You want me to be cool with it that you don't <laughs> right. take – your job is serious as I, I take my job? Like, mm-hmm. so I, I don't like that being a part of his legacy. Yeah. It don't seem like that's – like, people kind of haven't been addressing that since it's because of how we passed or whatever. But prior to that, mm-hmm. people just act like he was the yeah. worst person to ever play with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that he just pushed all these people away, and I mean, and and that's why I'm glad we got to see the you know post Shaq after retirement and him after retirement because we got to see that patched up with Shaq. Shaq was like, "Man, I was lazy. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't practicing all season, but the offense was going through him." And Kobe was like, "I'm working ten times harder than this dude." And you're the most talented player on our on our team, and you're not, you know, you're lazy. You're not, you're not getting in conditioning the way you're supposed to. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad that's the part. But I think the one thing that that I hate about it is uh, that's a part of his legacy is only one MVP. Um, oh yeah, he and got I, screwed out of one of them Nash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nash won two MVPs back to back. I, maybe Nash deserved one, but deserved Kobe it. deserved 
Kobe, Kobe deserved another one. Hell, he didn't for deserve sure. either. And he should have got it over Dirk. Wow. <laughs> um, but um, I hate that he only has one. I think he, you know, you can make a case for him definitely for two, potentially even for three. Mm-hmm. Um, mine's is probably very similar to the teammate vein. Just the idea that he like didn't pass, knowing that. I mean, I know he paid for twenty years, but. He's literally the leading assist man for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Now, Lakers had some great point guards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Magic Johnson played for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And he's known as one of the best point guards ever. But Kobe was a playmaker. He was just a gamer. Like, he knew exactly. what play was needed. He had about five or six seasons where he literally had nobody he should have been passing the ball to. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow he still made plays like, I don't know. It's just and he grew up in a half court offense, though. Like the triangle yeah. was a slow, slower paced half court offense. It wasn't as wide open. Yeah, three and D spread the floor. Like yeah, everybody get triple doubles nowadays. Yeah, yeah. You don't work, you don't work right. for triple doubles anymore. Exactly. But and like it's just like I feel like with the Jordan comparison, especially I think in a, in many ways Jordan kind of did have. Some of those things, like not trying to knock Jordan, but like people have come out and said it, that he was more of a jerk and more of like, no, I'm literally going to like hit you <laughs> if you if you not if you not do it right. And to me, I feel like Kobe would just lose respect for you in a sense. But the way it, it seems like the way he went about it and from the stories that have come out, it more so just built people up to want to like, prove to him no like you can respect me like I can play at that level like I can be that guy and to me that's like a different form of leadership that he pushed on the people that I feel like got misconstrued during his playing years see what the 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 bad teammate narrative is is centered around Shaq it's not centered around anybody else yeah yeah because then we I mean the only other time it came up was with Dwight Howard but then we all found out that was the only other time where it was like, man, Kobe can't play with Dwight, you know. Yeah, but you don't hear all these guys Kobe. come out talking like, oh, I hated playing with him. You know, because yeah. all he did was exposing them that they're not working hard enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And I'll say, yeah. yeah. I'll say, too, to add to Jamal's point, Kobe averaged over five assists um, career mm-hmm. um, for his career. He won five championships with Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher only averages like three assists for his career. <laughs> so let's just let's just be real honest about yeah. who Kobe Bryant was. Exactly. <laughs> like he was all the runs with Kobe and didn't average more assists than him. So like mm-hmm. who didn't pass? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Derek Fisher is trash. Yeah. <laughs> Derek oh, Fisher man. is known for one shot, man. In point defense. two. Point two. That man got beat it's by wild. Matt Barnes. That, like, they, they didn't win a series. Had, like, it was just a game they, to, they won. Right. Yes. Point two, Mr. Point two. They had the Spurs on there talking about, you cannot pull off a shot in point two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> he was pissed. Ran, in the back, ran, ran to the locker room, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he won the championship game. <laughs> 
Eric Fisher. So we all got to see Kobe play um, some great games, have some great performances. But in his last, uh, these last three years, we got to see him as a dad, which we didn't get to see um, while he was playing. So what is your favorite Kobe as a dad story? Uh, mine would be an interview he did on why he was taking helicopters. Yeah, um, I was going to say that. Oh, so my. Yeah. Nah, man, <laughs> and, and, and just speak for all of us. Yeah, where, yeah. He, uh, where he said, like, yeah, it would take 15 minutes and he can get into the carpool lane and, and uh, just still be able to do the dad things. Uh, yeah. Because he's on the road so much and it's just practice and travel and it's just so much of his – so much of his life comes out now. Uh, you know, he mm-hmm. was a devout Catholic per, uh, churchgoer and everything. Like, all of these things come about him, about him as a father and as a person. It's just, it's it's unfortunate that these things weren't really uh, talked about during his career. Or, you know, or we yeah. didn't get a chance to see these things longer. We didn't get to see his full second act, you know, because he was humanized, mm-hmm. you know, like. Mm-hmm. his appearance softened because people yeah. got to see him as like the father you know what i'm saying and he loved his family loved mm-hmm. his wife loved his daughters man it was but that that story was my favorite he said like yeah i would take helicopters because i can go i can do practice weights workout media then i can get in the carpool lane and pick my girls up and that was like the best part of my yeah. day so yeah that mm-hmm. was my favorite story yeah. I like that one a lot. I like the one that um, I forgot the woman's name, but it, it started the girl dad. Um, L. Duncan. Hashtag, yeah. L. Duncan, yep. Where, um, you know, when Kobe retired, he still had, you know, just two kids. Mm-hmm. You know, afterwards, they had, they went on to have two more. And then I always thought, like, he was trying, you know, for a boy. But then, like, this story comes out about, you know, him, her asking him, like, do you want more children? And then he's like, my wife, Vanessa, wants to continue to try for a boy. And I was like, oh, it wasn't, like, he's good. Like, he want, he loves having girls, and he, you know, owns that. And he's a girl dad. And that was just really heartwarming to me, how, you know, to think about um, how much he really just loved being a dad and, and loved being a part of his girls' lives. Mm-hmm. Um and the other part of it, I would say, is how he talked about Gigi in basketball. That was just, he always, like, just lit up when talking about her and just knew she was just, like, the next big thing mm-hmm. Um the women's basketball. Yeah, that was mine when he was on Jimmy Fallon, I believe, um, which yeah. didn't realize that they were as good of friends as they were. But yeah. uh, he he called her his legacy. I mean, Mm-hmm. For for any mm-hmm. dad to say that, that's a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that that's one of the best stories I think I've heard. Yeah, I think um, so. <clears throat> it w- it's not like a story that I've heard since everything happened, but one of the things that stood out to me um, was with him coaching the Mambas or the Mambasitas. <laughs> um, and showing that picture 
of them losing to a team the previous year. <laughs> she put up like 116 points. But it was like it was like the levels. Like he just how he talked about how even at that stage he was just teaching them like, no, if you want to make this your craft, then let's do this thing. It was like not calling out. I remember like people got mad because he called out the one girl because she went off to do dance and he was like, well, you see where her heart is. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it's like, no, I mean, like if you, if, if, if you're, you're getting coached by a Hall of Famer, basically that knows a, a lot of what there is to know about basketball. Right. Like he, yeah. he trying to set the stage for you. Like if this is what you want right. to do, then we're going to do it. Yeah. Right. Um, getting coached by Tiger Woods. Don't miss practice. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you think Serena getting up at 4 a.m. to right. and be like, well, no, nah, I got to go to work today. Like, <laughs> wasting my time? No. Like, get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is not, this ain't no game. Go right. go get your, uh, exactly. your local coach or something. Right. Like, you ain't, right. You're not about to do this with Kobe. This like, <laughs> But it was that, and no then the other thing for me, like, specifically for him as a dad, was honestly actually him still through his playing years and watching his like open affection for his kids. Mm-hmm. Like anytime they were on TV, like that's who you really saw. One of the things that stood out to me when they passed was I was like, Oh, I do wonder like if Vanessa is going to choose to like come into the forefront at all on any of this, just because that's never really mm-hmm. been a stage that she's chosen to take. But you have like, and not to say like he always acknowledged his wife, but you always saw his kids. Like yeah. mm-hmm. every time he won a championship, you saw them like all around him, him kissing on them, like mm-hmm. just like continuously showing his love for them from the moment they stepped into his world. Like you, mm-hmm. you always saw that. Um, so that was that was big. Yeah, I want to see. Uh, I want to see tape from that game where they put up one sixteen on that team. Like, <laughs> just, I'm just imagining him on the sideline, like, don't let up. <laughs> like, Three seconds like, left. Double, double, right. trap. Do the ball. Block it. Trap. <laughs> Full court press. <laughs> we not losing. <laughs> so. What's your favorite Kobe scoring performance? His 81 game, 61 at the Garden, NBA Finals MVP performances. Last game. Uh, Last game. Yeah. 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 60 in Staples for the last game. Because he won it, you know? Yeah, he did. At first, (laughs) it was just like, all right, they just really trying to just make sure he get a whole bunch of points, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But toward the end, when it became a game, yeah, like he went in. It was one of the things. Yeah, he was. Everybody was watching that live. Like, yo, he is mm-hmm. really putting on the show right now. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Man, he came down and hit that three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everybody lit up. The most touching part of that was when he had. I think it was like under two minutes left or two minutes left. And he he had forty five points at that point, and then he looked over and it was Vanessa, and Gigi. And Natalia, and they were all holding up five. Like you just need five more. Like just get to fifty. <laughs> and then he 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 went off for fifteen more. Like yeah, that was Kobe fashion, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was so wild to me. I was like, how do you manage all those emotions? Like mm-hmm. this is your last game. Your family looking at you like, come on, just get us five. Like I don't understand how you manage all that. That Mamba yeah. mentality right there. <laughs> 
man, he just locked in and, and got to 60. That was wild. So as we wrap up um, our remembering of Kobe, what will you miss most about Kobe? Just just like Ed said, the, the fire that he brought to the game. I think one thing that I don't like that LeBron has brought to the game is, is that he clearly doesn't invest as much into the hype around games as especially in the regular season as we as uh I'm used to so like when he like him and Kawhi being in LA for example like when when the Clippers go against the Lakers everybody wants to see them two go at it right like he doesn't play that up at all what I miss about Kobe being in the league being around is like challenging these guys to I'm the best, you're the best. These are our teams. We about to go at it. And that's what everybody, that's what you love about the NBA, watching the best just like go at each other. Um, And so that's what I'll miss. I'll miss that he brought that to the game and I'll miss him mentoring guys in the NBA and, you know, helping them to have that fire and stuff and bring that to the game too. And I just miss like, his basketball mind, man. Like the fact that he was starting to do all of the detail um, breakdowns of just showing people, and even like at all stages of the game, like he was doing college players. Like that was just that was such a special moment to think, like especially for people coming up, like what if I can get Kobe to to catch me in one of these games or give me some tips. Like it was just, it was just becoming like just another thing for people to aspire to, even with him no longer playing the game. Um, and that's, that's something that unfortunately we just, we won't have like all these dudes was, was practicing with him in the off season. Like mm-hmm. it's like, I just worry who's gonna, who's going to be able to, carry that on like obviously you can watch film you can you can see things but unfortunately like you can still see moves from Hakeem's Olajuwon's game you can still see Jordan stuff and um some of the other greats but it's it just sucks that he won't be here to continue to like teach people his craft um and I I think he was he was honestly in my opinion one of the best to ever do it yeah, I think for me, what I miss most is uh, similar to Chanel, his competitive energy. You know, mm-hmm. just the. I think about the Suns game where people talk about he didn't pass enough and he stopped. He stopped shooting. Yeah, you know, he shoot too much. <laughs> and it, and people was like, that was the most selfish thing ever. It was like, no, it wasn't the most selfish thing ever. It was one of them things where it's like, look, y'all dogging me for trying to carry this team to places. You 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 expect me to be the best player on this team then let the best player do things that can't nobody else do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and like what he brought to the game literally was uh like he put his heart in it. Like mm-hmm. he you could tell like he loved basketball. Mm-hmm. Only thing he loved more than basketball was his family. Mm-hmm. And he didn't publicize that, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. But you could tell like when he stepped on that floor it was all basketball and mm-hmm. the only space only other space I got in my mind 
I let my business people handle my business stuff, but my family is the only thing mm-hmm. that takes up real estate in my headspace. Other than that, mm-hmm. it's all basketball, and it's just not guys like that no more. What I appreciate mm-hmm. about LeBron is LeBron brings a business sense to the league that is mm-hmm. is contagious. So you're going to see all these young mm-hmm. dudes not be broken out the league after mm-hmm. three years and pouring mm-hmm. on the street. You know what I'm saying? They ain't about mm-hmm. to mess their money up because LeBron has got that type of, like, uh, just for it's, it's in the forefront of his blueprint that he's giving everybody. But what Kobe gave mm-hmm. him was like, look, basketball. If you ain't hungry for this, if you ain't willing to die for this, if you ain't willing to literally right. put your all into this, then you ain't mm-hmm. you don't really want it. You know, yeah. you really don't want to be the greatest. Y'all talk about like I want to do it, I want to be the best, and all this other stuff. But what I do, I put more mm-hmm. time into this than anybody. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you just, I just don't see. One, I don't see anybody in the league coming close to that now. I can't even see mm-hmm. that type of spirit in anybody. Right. Maybe John Moran a little bit, give him, give him some mm-hmm. time. But just when you really think about yeah. the guys coming up, you really don't see anybody that's just like, man, don't nothing mean more to me than this. I think it's some dudes that aspire to that but don't have enough of the other things. Like I think mm-hmm. Kyrie has it but doesn't have enough of the other things. I think Westbrook has it, but doesn't have enough of the yeah, skill to really portray yeah, it. He can't shoot. Giannis is, is trying. <laughs> Giannis is trying to create that. I see Giannis. him Giannis, with yeah. that energy of like, I'm going at everybody mm-hmm. all season. He yeah. just, he, you know, he's one of the people that honestly I look at and I would have liked to have seen him get a couple more summers with Kobe mm-hmm. and yeah. see how that would have helped him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. We'll and and I'll say too. Nowadays, everybody gets paid, yeah. so it's like mm-hmm. it's so hard to see like the hunger ain't you ain't really trying to feed yeah. your family anymore, right? Like mm-hmm. like for me, Carl Anthony Towns hasn't won a game since what, November. People were saying since Thanksgiving or something. That is unacceptable. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, you are the best player on your team, and you sit, but you sitting there pouting. And so it's like I hate Cat Man. Yeah, so, but, but the man is paid. He's paid. He lives in Minnesota, and he's he's been an all star. Like he he has his money. And so when I see guys like that, I'm like, nowadays guys come in with all this talent, and 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 they get their money. And and then unless they're unless they're on a super team anymore, people don't really want to work hard, for yeah. yeah, play hard and, and like, you know, carry the whole team. Draymond um, got that in him. So that's that. that's hard to see. Draymond don't have the talent, but he got the attitude for sure. Yeah. Draymond. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he do. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because he don't he don't take yeah. nights off when he playing dudes. You don't see no. him. No. He yelling whether it's LeBron in front of him. Or yeah. mm-hmm. old D. Yeah, let everybody. Yeah, he's he going. <laughs> yeah. He giving his effort. Yeah, so. yeah. And he's another one who who plays with a massive chip on his shoulder. Like yeah. mm-hmm. you could say the smallest thing, and he'd be like, "Oh no, like <laughs> that's my motivation right that's, now." That's how I feel about LeBron. Is he just he's so much better physically than everybody else? On top mm-hmm. of him being an elder statesman and the respect that he gets from everybody, like. And he's good. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mm-hmm. taking that away from me either. But, like, LeBron ain't never really, outside of that first year in Miami where he was trying to prove himself, and the year after that when they lost to the Mavericks where he realized, like, all right, I really got to, like, 
figure some stuff mm-hmm. out, you know? Yeah. LeBron ain't never really wanted it more than anything else. Yeah. You no. know? Like you said, when they, after they lost to Dallas and they came back and, um, and beat the uh, beat the Celtics, I think mm-hmm. for the first time. Yeah. I mean, that was the first time I was like, "Oh, LeBron, hungry!" Yeah, like he he want this chip so he can shut everybody up, like about everything. And that I don't even was, and I don't even think the Golden State series he really wanted it. It kind of fell into his lap because Golden State start falling apart where they came back yeah. three one, where things just kind of start working in his favor. And in the last game, he was just like, "All right, now nah, I got to take it." You know, he, he yeah. Took, yeah, he took yeah. it in game seven. Yeah, but yeah. prior to that, when they was down 3 1, he was not, he was definitely defeated, you know. And it was, yeah. You could just mm-hmm. see it in his spirit, you know. But it's like, you know, it's like when that reporter asked Chris Paul, you know, y'all think y'all going to be back for game seven? He was like, what you think? What you think I'm going to say? You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll let you go home. Like, no. come on, man. <laughs> you know, like. I just, yeah. I've always respected guys that just had that edge and that attitude because those are the type of people that I grew up watching and seeing, like in my neighborhoods yeah. and stuff like that. Where, you know, you either you have to play hard to gain dudes' respect, you know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, it was a, it was potential you was gonna fight a dude, you know, just on some mm-hmm. on GP, like for real, because dudes was really going at it, you know. So that's what I'm gonna miss most is just his his passion. That's probably the best yeah. way to sum it yeah. up, man. So. We will miss you, Kobe. Mm, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Kobe Bean. Rest in peace. So, Chanel is going to do our She Got Game, and then we're going to do our Losers of the Week, and we will be out of here. Yes, yes. So, this week's She Got Game goes to the late, rest in peace, Gigi Bryant. Gigi Bryant played basketball for Mamba Academy. It was coached by her dad. She wore number two. She was a guard. She had a mean fadeaway. She had handles and a dribble. Um, and Y'all she, saw that spin move. She had a spin move. And she could shoot. She could shoot. She, she, could, she could light it up. And she was learning the game. Kobe says she always could soak everything up. Um, she loved going to watch games. You could see her, you know, when they were alive on the sidelines, just watching different games and Kobe explaining the game to her. Um, literally she was supposed to be Kobe's legacy. Um, I think back to that, uh, video, that little clip we have of Kobe explaining the game to her. Um, and you know, I was watching uh, High Noon and Bonnie Jones was looking at the clip and he was like, you know, I would be terrified if I had to play for Kobe Bryant, like even if it was my dad. But then you see this clip and you're like, oh, no, she's just like him. Like she's crazy, just like him, because she's actually enjoying talking about the game. Like he's so serious explaining it to her and she's so serious and responding to him. So I think. She would have achieved everything she wanted to. I think she would have went on to play for UConn. She would have went on to play in the WNBA. And she would have been a champion and an MVP and an all-star, just like her dad, because she was that committed from what we saw. So she got game goes to you. And rest in peace, sweet Gigi. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. So, Chanel, you want me to go first? Or... So, first, Ed and Jamal, losers of the week, 
you pick somebody who did something stupid it can be a coach a player anybody and uh you just like go on them for for a few (laughs) okay not a few minutes but like a minute (laughs) at the (laughs) most um so chanel always picks two i always pick one so you can pick as many as you want uh yeah so i guess i could start so you can you can see how it goes. But my loser of the week is, I talked about him earlier, is Jimmy G. All I have to say is keep your eyes open, buddy. Like, <laughs> I get it. You're bracing for impact. You got a 395-pound man about to fall on you. I get it. But look where you're throwing. You were supposed to be Tom Brady's backup. Air. Like, air apparent air. to the throne. Yes. <laughs> And that is not what he showed. Tom Brady would never close his eyes before the ball was out of his hands. Tom Brady got that. (laughs) So, so Jimmy G, you are my loser of the week. Freaking loser. Congratulations. You played yourself. All right. So, I I can go. Um, Mine, it goes back, I think, to last week. So, I'm cheating a little bit. But Marcus Morris talking about Jay Crowder. When they are just, the Knicks are just, like, losing. Um, like, he was upset about Drake, Jay Crowder, I guess, sh- you know, shooting a three at the end of the game when the game was already over and they were already getting blown out. And then, like, he's extra salty, so he's telling people, like, the way he plays the game is, is feminine, it's soft, mm-hmm. all these other things. Um, but it is. I just, I just... I just didn't like it. I was like, come on, man. Like, how many games have the Knicks won? And they're bound to be a playoff team. You just sitting here losing. Like, you just salty. Like, just go home and take your L. And next time, come out and play. Um, Also, also, please stop calling women soft. Do not associate that with us. We some thugs. And we got game. So... I didn't like it. Honorable mention, Clay said I always pick two, but honorable mention, Kyle Shanahan for blowing another lead. In the <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. You played yourself. My loser of the week is, yeah, it's got to be Sherm, man. And, uh, <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> I, and Sherman, my guy, I rock with Sherman, man. I, I do rock with Sherman, but the way he got undressed by Sammy Watson on that play. Moment. Yeah, I hate to probably, see it. Yeah. It's probably my loser of the week. And uh if I had a second one, it might be uh it might be Yukon getting dogged by Oregon last night by eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, That's just tough. got totally I mean, Gene Oriama standing there in a Kobe jersey, just disrespecting the legacy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's he my loser of the week. You know, because I think he's an overrated coach as well. So I think Ooh. he's UConn coach Gene Oriama. He's just Nick Saban. You just get all the best talent, and Dang. it's just like you know you can't. You know, Nick Nick Saban actually can coach a little bit, but I just think if I got if I got the top twenty players every year. <laughs> You know, it wouldn't be a difficult job to really do. This is very true. I mean, like, if you go through the USA basketball teams for the past, (laughs) what, like, five Olympics? 90% of them. Exactly. So, you know, 
Yeah, miss me with that. I don't like him. He an a hole. <laughs> I used to rock. Him. I like Pat Summit better anyway. So rest of the yeah. too. So Pat. But disrespecting Kobe in the jersey of the game and getting blown out. <laughs> Disgusting. The loser. Yes. Freaking loser. Congratulations. I'm gonna have to give loser of the week to the Sixers because they really play like some bums. <laughs> <laughs> You might have yeah, been right I'm about about Ben Simmons, though. Like, need yes. to just be the focal like, point. I give you that. At the end of the day, he need to he need to be the focal point. They gotta they need to move off either either they need to they need to move off from Joel and B and make Ben Simmons the focal point. I'll leave it at that. I agree. They can choose how they want to do it, but yeah, mm-hmm. this ain't working. No. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> they had, what, like um, eight points in the first quarter. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Honorable mention, though, will definitely go to the Timberwolves and Andrew Wiggins for <laughs> not being tradable. <laughs> they are trying so hard to get rid, <laughs> get rid of this man. They are. And they just can't find a way. He was they supposed can't. to be the best prep prospect since LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> People were comparing him to Kobe. That's wild. That is so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> People were really comparing him to Kobe. They I mean, were. it's the same height, same, like, same mm-hmm. feel. He just ain't get there. Mm. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Well, we're, we'll talk about all the, the trades that may or may not happen next week. But thank you, Ed and Jamal, for coming on to our show. We hope y'all have fun. We did. Yeah. Appreciate Shout it. out to y'all for the invite. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for y'all coming through. Y'all, yeah, y'all funny. Y'all should have y'all own show. <laughs> y'all be good. Meaning, meaning we ain't welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> y'all welcome back. Y'all, y'all welcome back. Uh-huh. Yeah, y'all are, y'all are welcome back. Yeah. Every, you Good know, time. every uh, third Sunday, maybe. Y'all every, third. <laughs> yeah, that every, every fifth Sunday. You know, don't come around that often. That that was the equivalent yeah. of the, uh, so what you about to get into? Thank you for being the first guest ever on our show. It was usually just me and Kalea going at it for like, really, this was shorter than our normal episodes, I think. Yeah. We usually go in for like almost two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thank you for breaking up the energy and bringing great energy to our show. We appreciate it. Um, we'll have to do it again sometime. Definitely would love to. Appreciate yes. the invite. Keep doing y'all thing. Yeah, this is dope. Thank you. All right. Well, that's it for us. We will be back next week with a brand new episode talking about the All-Star Game, talking about the trades that may or may not happen. And, of course, we'll talk about any of the discussions around where TB12 might land. That's my quarterback. Go (laughs) That's my quarterback. Get that Michigan mess out of here. <laughs> hey, Donovan McNabb, a loser of the week, too. For, for, bringing, out, for, bringing, out, for bringing up T.O., man. T.O. Let it go. Let it go, Let man. it go. Let it go. Let it go, McNabb. That, yeah. All right. He looks like, get you that like one. a jilted lover, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. yeah. Sour grapes. Like T.O. ain't dragged him to the <laughs> <table>. <laughs> But that is his quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. Too funny. Too funny. All right. That's it for us. Let's take it out, Claire. Let's go.